0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stream Queens Podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is the girl who is living her best life in a time bubble, Mars. Hello. Hello. Hello! <laughs> oh my gosh, Mars! This is an episode that I have been really excited to record with you, <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> and now I know why. <laughs> now that I've seen it, <laughs> I know I'm so excited. I'm hoping that people at home followed the same journey and they watched, you know, they watched this in the right order and the right with the with the right context and all that stuff mm-hmm. because it's one of those few just sort of fun shocking movie watching moments as a horror fan yeah 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 although I mean I don't know if this is really horror I mean kind of is I don't know we'll discuss it anyway I'm getting ahead of myself today we are going to be reviewing the movie The Endless which is the movie that makes me think COVID quarantine is uh just the will of the most boring Lovecraftian (laughs) monster ever (laughs) (sighs) Mars how have you been what have you been up to
1: a lot of the same if I'm not to be on theme with the movie, but just the same things over and over again for the most part,
0: uh-huh 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 it is life is life is a flat circle, yep, yeah, I, I remember when I watched the uh first season of Two Detective, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. It sounded cool, but I didn't know what he meant, and then i now I'm living it, and I <laughs> it's less cool, it's less cool, <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. well, I have a quick warm up question for you, so. Maybe we should put up our spoiler warning right now because this okay. is kind of a spoilery, spoilery question. So, Mars, what is our spoiler policy here on the Stream Queens podcast?
1: That we are going to spoil all of it, or in this case, as much as I can remember and also tell in the right order. I'm going to do my hardest though to spoil it, and this okay. is definitely, this is definitely one that shouldn't be spoiled. So right? you're just. Listening to this episode while you do other things and it was just a nice background noise. Go watch the movie first. Just uh go listen to Rim of the World again and watch this movie. <laughs>
0: i mean you're not wrong (laughs) these are all accurate statements yes definitely i think this one the colder you go in and that includes watching trailers reading anything about it looking at it on imdb anything the colder you go into it the better off you are and i i love this movie i'm just gonna put that out there right now i don't know mars's opinion yet but regardless it's so twisty and turny if you are spoiler adverse do not proceed until you yeah You've heard it. Because I, with the warm-up question, I'm going to spoil a major problem. So (laughs) So go now. So see you soon. Bye. (laughs) Okay. All right. We are now in the spoiler zone. Here is my warm-up question for you. So this is a spoiler for this movie. Essentially, this is a secret sequel to Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead's first film, Resolution. It was not advertised that that way. It's just that all of a sudden, halfway through the movie, you're like... Holy shit, I know where we are right now. (laughs) So, my question for you is, what movie would you love to discover a secret sequel to?
1: Okay, this isn't 100% valid, because there is a sequel to this movie. Okay. But... It could be a three-pole. If there was a movie that had a surprise, oh, we're actually in the middle of this other movie that you Uh didn't know was connected... I would love a movie that would surprise be in the middle of The Mummy.
0: Oh, interesting. If you're
1: going about your one movie and then all of a sudden Brennan Fraser pops
0: in. It's just some weird 1920s adventure movie or something. And all of a sudden you're like, it's The Mummy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. That would I be super the, cool.
1: I, I, I mean, The Mummy 2 is okay. The Scorpion King is awful. But The Mummy, golden. Love a, that movie. A, solid.
0: Solid fun adventure film. Agree 100%
1: that be year in one movie it's 1920s and they're just like something creepy's going on and then all of a sudden R- brendan fraser and rachel Ro- weiss come running in and they're just like it's the beatles
0: yeah that would be amazing running
1: from what is it the the dust cloud shaped like his face <laughs> like
0: uh-huh uh-huh
1: yeah i was trying to come up with something earlier said so i'd have a good answer and i didn't come up with anything and for
0: some reason the mummy just popped into my head and now i'm all about it <laughs> yeah no i would totally watch the shit out of that that would be so fun I'm trying to think of a movie that I I probably should have thought ahead of this. I did not. Something that I liked, but felt unresolved. Resolution has such an ambiguous ending. What is a movie where it had an ambiguous ending and then suddenly you just get dropped back into that universe and get an answer would be really cool. Maybe It Follows. Oh, yeah. Would be really interesting. Or The Ritual. Suddenly you're just watching one kind of movie and then Loki's son shows up. Oh, yeah. That would be really cool. think if there's anything else that has a really ambiguous kind of uh, like a modern day suddenly we're in the witch
1: oh yeah
0: that would be pretty cool
1: i'm about these
0: secret sequels bring them on
1: tricky to pull off but oh so worth it
0: so worth it okay that was a fun one that's a good thought experiment listeners i want to know what movie you want a secret sequel to write us an email i want to know make it happen I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say because I feel like there's probably a really good answer to this that neither of us came up with. Although right. I like all of our answers agreed. All right. Awesome. So before we get into the movie really quickly, let's take a quick break and hear this ad from our buddies over at here's Johnny.
1: Tales of giant monsters are as old as tales themselves. But what makes those stories fit into the kaiju genre? And just how scary can they be? Larry and Justin are pursuing this very knowledge. On the Here's Johnny podcast, a horror show that arrives every week, just like your favorite radio drama. But instantly, through forbidden sciences known as Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. There are a ton of kaiju out there to learn about. Just listen to your local emergency officials and stay out of their paths. Wait, say that again? Uh, Sorry, folks, I'm getting a message from our staff. Folks, we're getting reports that a massive creature has just risen off the coast of this station and is heading this way. Please follow Evacuation Protocol and... Listen to the Here's Johnny podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and
0: Google Podcasts awesome okay so we're back let's talk about the endless now this is from 2017 and it is written and directed by justin benson and aaron morad who obviously we know from resolution they also directed a film called spring and another movie that just came out recently called synchronic which is also very good by the way that ends up on streaming we're gonna cover it yeah it's it's really good it's about these two paramedics in new orleans And there is a drug that is hitting the scene and causing very, very strange deaths. Oh, yeah. You're kind of telling me about this. It sounds really, really interesting. It's really good. And it has like tiny link to these movies. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not the same. It's not like a sequel. I'm not spoiling anything. You know what I mean? It's just it takes place. There's one little fact in it that allows you to know that it takes place in the same universe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Just a little Easter egg. That's cool. All right, so a little bit about Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. They first met as interns while working at Ridley Scott's commercial production company. One of them was starting the job. The other one was leaving. The one that was starting, I believe it was Aaron. He had like a year to kill before starting med school. Oh my gosh. And they just totally hit it off and started becoming creative collaborators. And then they went on to make Resolution and Goodbye Medical School. Hello, <laughs> becoming directors and screenwriters. Resolution came out in 2012. It was a huge festival hit. And they followed it up with the International Horror Romance Spring, which I've never seen all of. And we probably should cover it if it's on streaming. I should look and see. After that, some years went on and they kept thinking about resolution and they didn't really necessarily intend to make a sequel to it or anything like that, but sort of, they couldn't really let go of the mythology. It just stayed with them and they started fleshing it out and they would talk about it. And then at one point they were going to develop it into a TV show, but then that sort of fell through. And then they tried to do a sketch comedy thing of it but it wasn't very funny so they got rid of that and they just kept coming back to it kept coming back to it and eventually they decided you know what let's just do it we're gonna do it ourselves it'll be super diy we're gonna write it start we're gonna shoot it we're gonna star in it all of that stuff because basically j aaron moorhead is more the screen editor and justin benson is more the cinematographer so they're like forget it we're just gonna make it ourselves and so that's how the endless came about I was reading this interview with them in Anthem magazine, and they were joking about, like, basically the director was like, these movies are so good. I would love to see what you guys can do with a real budget to see where your imagination would kind of go if you had the budget to kind of create whatever you want. And they were like, yeah, these are super small budgets. I mean, resolution was nothing. The Endless is not much more. We just made it kind of look like it had money because we did everything. We don't have like Marvel Universe money, right? Which is kind of fun and ironic because they announced that they have actually been tapped to direct the upcoming Marvel series, Moon Knight, starring Oscar Isaacs.
1: Whoa. That's awesome. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: Right? I think Synchronic was really buzzy. And Mm. uh, yeah, somebody just scooped him up wow
1: oh that's awesome
0: right I mean yeah these are two directors that I really really love so getting to watch them level up like this is pretty fun it's just fun as a fan yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so we'll definitely if they're streamable we'll we'll definitely check out their other movies at some point but this is one that I just had to watch with you yeah when I picked Resolution it was a two movie selection that I was making at that time I was like we're gonna do these movies <laughs> <laughs> all right so endless tell me about this movie all right so
1: it starts with meeting these brothers justin and aaron aaron has received a package in the mail that has a cassette tape in it and after much searching he finally finds something that plays it And he has his brother come over and they're watching it and it's a video from a woman at a place called camp arcadia and she's telling them that you know they finally left on their trip and they'll see them when they get back and if they go to the camp to just make themselves at home and she'll see them later mm-hmm. and it's very uh you know cult ish it's very um yeah. you know we're gonna drink the kool-aid so we can hitch a ride right on the on the comet as it passes by uh-huh
0: uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah big uh what was that what, what was the uh, hail bop what was that name of that cult Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. It was yeah. big yeah. Heaven's Gate energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So through a conversation, we find out that Justin and Aaron, as kids, were raised in this cult, and Justin, being the older brother, got them out because he recognized it as a cult. But Aaron kind of he, – he since he's younger, he doesn't have the same kind of memories as Justin, or he didn't have the same understanding, so you can tell there's a part of him that's very, like – but we were happy there. I know it was bad, but was it really that bad, you know? And his his memory of it is very
0: different and from Justin's. And they're both so miserable in their life.
1: Yeah. They're working – they're they're house cleaners, and they, you know, don't really have social lives. And um, They're apparently they're just,
0: virgins.
1: Apparently they're virgins, it yeah. turns out. <laughs> but Aaron wants to go back to visit, right? Since they sent him this tape being like, we miss you, you know, we'd love to see you. And so he wants – to go back Justin does not but they end up deciding to go just for a day right it's while they're driving out there that kind of weird things start to happen yeah anyway so they're driving out to this camp Justin won't let Aaron drive you know because he's the big brother but they stop along the way at one of those roads really sad roadside memorials where someone has died and it is their mother's memorial so we get kind of that backstory and then we get the first really weird moment where justin looks down the road and these crows are flying in a circle Mm -hmm. and then he looks back the way they came and the crows are flying in a circle and then he looks back to the first crows and they're gone yeah and he's like that's weird and then as they're driving out to the camp we get this pulling (laughs) out overhead shot that very much is not like oh we got a crane for this it's very like they're
0: being watched it yeah.
1: immediately gives that vibe.
0: I love this stuff when they're driving in and he's like, yeah, this is definitely not a cult. And they drove by the guy who's got the uniform on smiling. <laughs> this uh, th- One of the things I love about this movie is that it has that same sense of humor and that same kind of banter between the brothers that I loved so much in Resolution.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one moment in particular when we get to it, I'll point it out, that okay. I really liked. <laughs> but they get to the camp and... Everybody remembers them, right. which later on, you know, when things are starting to get really weird, I kind of understand. But at the time, I was like, wait, really? It's been 10 years probably because they were mm-hmm. kids and they're grownups now. And all these people remember them, you know, mm-hmm. and they see the woman who sent them the tape and they're all eating together. And Justin's very... uh put off but aaron is you know he's kind of excited to see people again and he's kind of i think he he seems to be really happy to be recognized and that people remember him and
0: missed him and And he has like a little crushy crush
1: yeah on a woman who was an adult when he was a child and is still an adult like (laughs) the same same age which is something that we talk about you know justin points out to him that you know these people who look late 20s mid 30s you know are in their 40s and 50s they have to be based on the timeline right and Aaron just keeps being like well you know it's the fresh air and the vegetables they just take care of themselves you know and Justin's like I don't I don't
0: know (laughs) Aaron just wants to believe it so bad and Justin does not
1: yeah Mm mm-hmm Eventually, it's just sort of the evening time where Aaron finds out that everybody has a skill. And one of the guys, I can't remember what his name is, but he's the one who's good at magic, I think. Or maybe it's the guy with the pipe. But anyway, someone is saying, like, oh, well, it's because out here we get enough time to become the people we really want to be.
0: And all this. And he... Yeah, what, do you need a thousand years to master something? And when they're saying it, you're like, that's impossible. But you're like, oh.
1: Yeah. Aaron is... You know, hanging out with Lizzie because he's got a little bit of a crush, and she seems to have a little bit of a crush, too. Her thing is clothes, I guess it's fashion. Justin is kind of wandering around, and I don't know, just he's not psyched to be around people. But then he witnesses a magic trick that shouldn't happen. Right. Where the guy who's good at magic is like, this is what I'm working on, and he throws a ball into the air, and then it just doesn't come back until he holds Justin's hand out for Justin to catch it. It's pretty much just sort of a bonfire hangout kind of thing where he's just drinking and hanging out and talking and stuff until the struggle, which is, I guess a nightly routine (laughs) where the guy who suffered the brain injury just kind of books it off into the woods with this rope. Right. Yeah. And the struggle is that it's basically just tug of war, right? It's essentially one person tug of war, but when Hal does it, the you know not the leader not leader of the cult yes. Hal, does it, the rope is up in the air, right and Justin's like, "Oh, it's that smiling guy on a ladder, but you know it's creepy it's a it's a creepy vibe mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when Aaron does it because they convinced both Aaron and Justin to participate in the struggle, and Aaron, who just previously had been telling Lizzie that. You know, even though he used to fish as a kid, he doesn't think he even remembers how to tie a fishing knot and then just straight up ties a fishing knot in his right. rope so he can loop it around himself Right. and he succeeds at the struggle. When Justin tries, it immediately just flips him over and yeah. rejects him.
0: You see the manipulation of whatever it is on the mm-hmm. other end. It's giving these two people two very different experiences.
1: Uh, okay, so, oh my gosh, I know more things happen. Why is this movie so hard for me to remember? movie that was super confusing but oh braid yeah but like, like, you no had way. it all you had it all i didn't even have notes on that one and for some reason that one was cemented into my
0: brain yeah. and i don't know why that happened this one is to... trippy it, it and it's two people going into the forest and having different experiences it's hard to track it is hard to track
1: I think it's this first night when one of my favorite exchanges between the brothers happens when Aaron is talking about how he got the feeling Lizzie wanted him to hold her hand. And Justin's like, you know, you know that when you were a little kid, she was an adult (laughs) and she was kind of weird about it. Right. And, you know, and. Aaron's just like, no, well, I mean, we're just meant to be, maybe. Maybe she just knew. And, Aaron, and Justin's like, or she was a pedophile. And <laughs> I loved this moment because it was just Aaron going, women can't be. And then just going, go to sleep. But women can go to sleep. Women can't go
0: to sleep. <laughs> just... As someone with a sibling, did you identify with their dynamic at all?
1: Sort of. My brother and I, we always just got along, so we didn't really argue about (laughs) stuff like that. That's good.
0: That's good. (laughs) I just love the affectionate picking on each other and the knowing each other so well, which feels like siblings to me. They have a little bit of a brotherly dynamic that I, I find very charming.
1: Yeah, and I just, I love that dismissive, like, go to sleep. Go to sleep. I don't even care. Whatever you're about to say is not even worth it. Just go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The next day, Justin's out jogging and just having some weird interactions with people, including one dude who just sort of angrily stomps past him and doesn't even acknowledge that Justin's running by. Did you ever watch
0: Veronica Mars? No. Ah, darn it. Okay. He plays two characters in Veronica Mars. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So while Justin's out in the woods, he starts to have this feeling that something is watching him Mm -hmm. and then he finds some photos that don't really belong out in the woods i think this is also where he starts getting those weird gusts of dirt blowing by him and popping up out of the yeah so some weird stuff is happening
0: this is when i first had my first inclination that something was amiss here because there was two pictures one of them i think is of his brother i don't remember but the second one is of an rv and i was like huh that rv looks familiar i didn't know why it looked familiar yet (laughs) but i was like i've seen this rv before and of course it's the french weirdo who's talking about demons and angels and worlds within worlds that conversation that we were like it sounds really cool but i don't have any idea what he's saying (laughs) it's that guy's rv oh okay uh-huh. who's okay. smoking that red plant? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, there's so many already little tiny Easter eggs in this. I love it so much. Oh, it's so good. Do you recognize the two brothers from Resolution?
1: Dude, not until okay. after okay. we made it into Resolution and then okay. I was like, okay. Okay.
0: Oh. But I mean, you remember their characters showing up in Resolution. Yeah. Okay. okay. I do. Okay. I just totally didn't recognize them. I was wondering if when they did the flashback if you were like,
1: <laughs>
0: nope okay. totally did
1: not <laughs> okay <laughs> oh and one of the photos is of a boy, a buoy yes
0: a buoy that's what the other one was yes yeah. thank you
1: Justin goes to Hal with these photos and again it makes sense later at the time I was like why is he not more freaked out by this
0: right he's just sort of concerned
1: he's not happy this is happening but he's not like what the fuck is going on so he takes these photos to Hal and he's like what does this mean and Hal gives him some really cryptic messages about how you know the thing that I say all the time is I have no idea what it means and he encourages Justin to find his own answers by going to the buoy so he's you know he says well I don't you guys The next time you go fishing, why don't you go out to the buoy and check it out? So he does. When he dives, he sees the buoy, and Aaron's just sort of talking, and Justin dives in, and he's gone for a while, and when he comes back out, he says that there was something down there that was holding him down. But he's got a little box, and inside the box is a bunch of rocks and another cassette
0: tape. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that when you get that crane shot above and you can see the shape of something in the <gasps> yeah. water. Oh! This movie does such a good job of just hinting at what this this otherworldly monster is. And I, I told you with resolution when we watched it again, I was like, oh God, they don't show the monster. But I had built in my head some picture of the monster. So I appreciate that this... Kind of expands on that. We'll get it, especially at the end. We'll get to the end. Yeah, but but yeah, 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 yeah. Super creepy.
1: Yeah, and he says something held him down, we see that. Sh- oh yeah, that shot where we see the face ish kind of, yes. but whatever. Just just the shapes, the the Rorschach of horror. Like yes, it is. That
0: is a perfect description of what this monster <laughs> is. It is the Rorschach of horror. <laughs>
1: yes, nailed it. Nailed it. Yep. They have some more conversations where Aaron's just kind of like, he wants to stay. He wants to live here again, you know, and everybody's been telling him all this stuff about how they never have to leave and they do get paid to do their jobs, but you know, they have things, they just, they do whatever they're passionate about. And Mm -hmm. it's sounding real good to Aaron. Justin, good real culty. Yeah, Justin would really like to leave though, but he doesn't want to leave his brother, so they agree to another night. And then a fun thing happens. We see a lot of weird stuff at night, but one of them is there are two moons. I thought this was really interesting yeah. in that all the weird stuff that happens, the people who live in the cult who know, yeah, give try to give these scientific explanations.
0: Right. And they're all different.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Oh, it's this really interesting phenomenon where the there's a heat current that creates a reflection, you know, or uh-huh. whatever, these things that are just like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aaron shoots a shot and tries to hold hands with Lizzie, who's just like, oh, that was nice. And then like, moves uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so they've brought the, be- the tape back to camp, and Hal and they're, they're like, this is our last night. We're really going. And Hal, who's, you know, kind of teasing them by poking fun at it himself, is like, do you mind if we get real culty? Just... Because it's your last night, yeah, and he wants to play the tape, but he he's like, oh, we have what was it? What did he call it? A message or something? We have a, a message mm-hmm. to tell, and someone's like, oh, we haven't had one of those in a while, which is really unsettling. And uh, they play the tape, and it is a recording of Justin and Aaron misrepresenting this cult to other people. They're going around acting like that they are devout members and they're just saying a bunch of crazy-ass shit to make this cult look bad. Uh Uh-huh. Throughout the movie, Justin and Aaron have discussed various things about how, oh, well, they're all castrated and, you know, all these... Really crazy things. Uh-huh. They see this tape that's evidence of them purposefully trying to, you know, give this cult a bad name. Hal gets really mad, and then it's revealed that Justin lied to Aaron about all these things. I do like the reveal. Did. He's
0: like, I never said that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And it turns out he duped Aaron into running around and telling people crazy stuff about this cult. And Hal's really upset because he's like, do you know how hard it is for our livelihood when we go out in public and people think we're this crazy castrated
0: cult, you know, (laughs) right?" and all this. And so they get in a huge fight and Justin leaves and Aaron stays. Is this where we find out that Hal was the one that rescued them from the burning car? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. This is where we find out that their mom they were in a car accident that that's how their mom died and he saved them from the car and raised them basically
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: which you know they look like the same age at this point we'll find out why but you know <laughs> oh i totally skipped over where we meet jen
0: oh yeah that's important too that's, yeah that's a good so, little easter egg too
1: at one point justin's sort of wandering around one of the bonfire night i think it's the second night they're there and he's just sort of had it so he's wandering around and he hears a woman crying so he approaches her and she is i mean it's pretty clear right from the get-go that she's not buying into this cult stuff so justin's talking to her and it turns out that her husband disappeared in this area a while ago and when she came out to look for him she got lost in the woods and passed out and hal found her and promised that they'd they'd find her husband mm-hmm. but she's just had it with this cult. She hates the parties. She's always telling, she's always asking people to be quiet because she just wants to sleep at night instead of listening to these parties. And, you know, she's not in the cult. She just is there because she was promised they would help her find her husband. But right. they have have not found him. No, And that's pretty much the only time we see Jen. But it's important. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, anyway, Justin is wandering the woods because he, I mean, it was established early on that Aaron is, really absent-minded especially when it comes to the car so he's always leaving the dome light on and killing the battery and (laughs) stuff like that and so the car won't start so justin just starts walking because he's like fuck this and he comes across time loops it turns out several many time loops i
0: love how he discovers the time loop too is with as at shitty carl's shack where he looks in and sees shitty carl has killed himself (laughs) and then shitty carl is like what the fuck are you doing in my house (laughs) (laughs) now i don't know if you remember but shitty carl is the name of a character from resolution they never see him but he's referenced
1: okay i do remember that yeah i didn't make that connection until
0: just now but i was like Ah, shitty Carl. <laughs> so, and I had forgotten about it until when we rewatched Resolution. I was like, Shitty Carl! <laughs> <laughs> All, like, it was funny because it was kind of a circle, right? There were things that I recognized from Resolution when we watched Endless. And I thought I had caught all the references. But then when we watched Resolution again, I was like, oh, there's stuff. Endless. <laughs> <laughs> so the art is imitating. Life is imitating the art. <laughs> oh, oh, no. This is how it starts.
1: Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That was a rumbling chess ghost. I don't know if you could hear it. That one scared I, me. Oh,
0: no. I hope I get to hear it when I edit.
1: <laughs> it's gonna sound like when they record and listening for EVPs and haunted houses, where it's like <laughs> this time around, all you heard was talking. Then you're gonna replay it, and it's just gonna be.
0: <laughs> oh
1: my god, that's gonna be
0: amazing!
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god, and I even called them chess ghosts. You do? I I thought that's why you were saying that. Oh, no. <laughs> now it's now now the true origin. This is the moment that the chess ghost truly became chess ghosts <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. Shitty Carl. Where were we? <gasps> okay, Shitty Carl. Time loops. Who has a really shitty time loop, but not the shittiest. <laughs> so, Justin, he eventually stumbles across that dude that he
1: just keeps going across. He's just angry, stomping past him. But he comes across him hanging in his shed and then also alive behind him. And that's his time loop, and that sucks. Justin explains his situation and his brother and all this, and the guy whose name I cannot think of right now, he basically tells him if he goes to this crazy gun nut in the woods and uh-huh. gets him a gun, he will help him find his brother and get out of the time loops. And he gives him some more information. Where he's kind of like, if you are not out of here by the time the third moon rises, then you're going to get stuck in your own time loop. Uh-huh. And he makes him a little map of all the time loops and where he needs to go and all this. So Justin goes on a mission for a gun. Turns out, <laughs> uh, uh. we've been here before. <laughs> yes, and this is where your
0: mind exploded?
1: Yeah, well, okay, so. <laughs> 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 I'm not proud of
0: how this unfolded. I was so sure you were going to know in the first two minutes. Because usually you're the twist catcher, always. Yeah,
1: and instead I was about, I'd I'd say a good 45 seconds behind, which I'm not proud of. That's pretty bad. But uh, Justin shows up. At the house that Chris, from the resolution, has been squatting in and is now prisoner because Michael is trying to get him to come clean or get clean.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And so he
1: opens the door and he sees Chris on the mattress and here's what happened to me. (laughs) Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Tell me. So, I watched it as him going into the crazy gun nut drug addict's house and you know what's even worse is that earlier when that girl drew a picture of the crazy gun nut drug addict and i was yep. like that guy looks super familiar
0: yeah 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 yeah. yeah. and then there's yeah, that yeah. one where he ended like up shooting up at that giant flame monster do you remember that yeah. drawing i was like yeah ah! <laughs>
1: yeah i i saw the the picture of him and i was like oh yeah that guy looks familiar and then filed it away for later apparently so he goes into the house sees carl on the mattress and i was like oh my god this is so weird because this is just like resolution and then michael came in and i was like this is super like resolution and then i thought this is resolution (laughs) and then i thought Rachel told me this was going to be a resolution.
0: How am I 45 seconds into this scene? And now I'm shocked. It's so good though. But that feeling of discovery is so awesome. I love it. I just wish it hadn't been accompanied with, I had all the pieces of this puzzle. <laughs> oh no.
1: But it was a crazy twist and it was so it was so unexpected because like you're saying there are a lot of easter eggs leading up to this but unless yeah. you're looking for them? No. Yeah. Totally going to miss them. Yeah,
0: totally. And it's been a few months since we covered resolution. Yeah. So I thought maybe there was a chance I would you would know immediately as soon as you saw them talking about UFO thing. I was like, okay, I got to wait a couple more episodes.
1: <sighs> or even as soon as we meet Jen. Who is telling that same story from her end?
0: Or know. the the lady that they're trying to hook Justin up with? Who's the crazy lady who escaped? Was totally the one that put her face in the window and scared us. for the oh, jump yeah. scare? It yeah. all links together. That's the craziest thing. It does actually all perfectly link together. Yeah. Shitty car Oh my gosh. <laughs> shitty carl (laughs) (sighs) so
1: at this point michael and chris from resolution have figured out they're in a time loop Uh they give justin the gun wish him the best luck. justin's like hope you make it out and as he's leaving michael is setting the house on fire and just calmly walking back in to be like
0: maybe it'll work this time yeah that is a dark dark way to leave those characters we liked so much oh the other thing we learned though is that the woman back at their camp it's his wife. What are you talking about? So the crying woman. Yeah. That's Mike's, Jen. Wife. That's Mike's wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, did I not say that? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't hear you say that. Did you say it? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'll find out when we edit it. <laughs> I mean, my cats are kind of tripping out on catnip now, so maybe I got distracted for a second, but sorry. <laughs> my bad.
1: <laughs> i can't get over jen's wife yeah yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i cannot wait to go back and hear that again because <laughs> i really I was like oh we skipped over this detail that you apparently had just said yay anyway moving on
1: so now justin has a gun which he does bring back to the guy right
0: yes yeah he just yeah. plops it down there and the guy's so happy <laughs> For like one second, actually, that for, that beat of that was really funny. That was really good. Yeah, where he shoots himself,
1: but it doesn't. <laughs> and,
0: and then you hear him like, "God damn it!" Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Aaron has been at the cult. I can't really remember what he's up to, to be completely honest. But Justin goes and finds him, and Aaron starts saying some real, real culty stuff.
0: Yeah, you know
1: about how experiencing death might be better than their life you know and yeah. how unhappy he is in life and death might be better like and... death
0: is a, takes a minute but a <sighs> shitty life is long or something You're just yeah like, oh, something dude. like that oh, and dude.
1: it's grim but justin now has the knowledge that they've got to get out of here before the third moon rises or they're going to be stuck forever so then begins kind of a long wander I don't know. They're kind of at odds. And in the end, Justin decides it would be better to stay here with Aaron than to leave him alone. Mm -hmm. So they go back to the camp where it's just suspiciously empty, except for, I think his name is Ted, the guy with the pipe. Yes. Who has kind of been standing watch over this little shed with this gigantic padlock on it. And he keeps telling them it's just about brewing equipment. Tim. Tim. Yeah, Tim. It's got brewing gear in it or something. That
0: lock. I mean, nothing says, there's nothing
1: to hide at all. (laughs) Like a lock the size
0: of your head. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but this time Tim removes the padlock and just is like, fine, you can
0: go right on in. Because you get the sense that Tim doesn't really actually want these kids to stay. He was probably relieved that they left because they're making a decision that he's living with the consequences of.
1: Well, and even in the very beginning, one of the first things he said to, I think, Aaron, was you don't have to choose this or something like yeah. that, you know? So, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he kind of was just sort of silently remorseful that these guys are choosing this when he knows the truth of what's going to happen,
0: you know? I also think he did it to distract them, to keep them busy when the ascension was supposed to happen. Did you oh. don't notice, because he, they were up there... He runs down, joins the circle, and the ascension occurs. Right. So I think Tim kind of is their savior a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So he lets
1: them into the shed, and it's actually just full of a hundred years worth of suspiciously recorded tapes. It's similar, if not the exact same, to the ones that we watched them discover in Resolution. Yes. But the last tape they see is of the Ascension, which is happening right at that moment. Mm-hmm. So Aaron runs back out, and it's just bloody rapture, right? All the clothes, but it didn't look peaceful. Didn't look great. It's at that point that they kind of decide they got to get out of there, mostly because things start exploding. Yeah. <laughs> the entity starts destroying its little kingdom that it's created, so they have to push start the car While having a heart-to-heart brother conversation. Yeah,
0: the bro down is is, I mean, I actually found it to be very charming and very in keeping with the, the tone of the humor and resolution when he's just like, you ruin everything. I
1: don't, You ruin everything. And I love that he's like, you ruin everything, and I just want to ruin things with you. Because that's kind of the theme the whole time is that Justin doesn't give Aaron any control over their life because he thinks he's protecting him. And he yeah. thinks, oh, well, I just have to be responsible for the both of us. And while that maybe was true when they were kids, you know, but now they're adults and Aaron, Aaron has that naive, has never lived in the real world kind of has always been taking care of air to him, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of like, yeah, but maybe, maybe let him, maybe let him out every once in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they do get the car started. They're almost out of this wooded wilderness area. The entity sets up one of the time loop doorways. Yes. That, up until this point, it has kept everybody else stuck in the time loop, but Justin's been able to pass in and out of the t- different time loops because they haven't been trapped yet. You know, crows try to fly through it and just ping off of it, and so it's kind of like, don't know if this is going to work, and they just are barreling towards it in the car screaming because they might just smash into it and die, and then apparently that, I guess, would have been their time loop where they're just continually driving into a wall.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, the thing is, is there's that conversation that Chris has with them about don't flinch, don't ever give in oh right you know he's like it's gonna try to stop you but don't ever give it an inch or you'll be trapped here forever and that's why they're like fuck it and they just gun it and they get out and they get
1: out and then as they're kind of driving away we get one last shot of all of the cult members on the other side of their time loop wall kind of just wistfully looking after them except for lizzie who's rather sad yeah uh, or upset or whatever and tim who's just kind of given the like well guess that's that and they return to their loop and justin and aaron aaron's finally driving the car for the first time and justin is you know relinquishing control of their life and letting him run out of
0: gas because sometimes you got to make mistakes to learn exactly (laughs) so there were a couple things that we breezed past i wanted to kind of circle circle back to the first of which was the worst time loop do you remember the worst time loop uh no it's like the the seven second time loop that the old timey guy in the tent is trapped in oh yeah where it's just the first two words of a song and he's running over and And over and over flattering somehow yeah and you see his face just exhausted because he's he's not had any rest because there's that thing about that uh shitty carl says where he's like i don't dream I get tired, but I don't sleep and I don't dream. So this yeah. guy has been from the 1800s in, trapped in the seven-second loop. Ugh. Fucked. Yeah. Fucked. Yeah. There's also a really great moment when they're up at the RV. They manage to find their way to the RV where the French guy was. He's not there. He's off looking for his friends, according to a note. I'm guessing they just couldn't get the actor to come back. <coughs> Love that actor. But there's a scene where they look out and you can see just dozens and dozens of time loops. Oh, right. Yeah. So you can see that whatever this entity is, it's got a whole cable network of these time loops. Some of which have animals trapped in them. Some Mm -hmm. of which have people and when they're walking back to the cult right before the end of the movie you see them passing essentially through a bunch of these or or either through or by a bunch of these time bubbles and you see all these various statues there's a dragon there's some cthulhu looking monolith right, yeah. there's a totem and basically what i believe you're supposed to interpret that is that these are each of these are time bubbles and their interpretation of whatever this entity is and this has been going on for so long that there are native american ones there are some weird
1: pagan burning
0: man one and yeah. then there's some thing that predates that all them all that we don't even know was something that existed at some point some <laughs> sort of civilization that created whatever that cthulhu thing was yeah and it it just it's just a very cool way of subtly telling you the scope of what's happening with uh. this world and showing you this mythology, yeah, yeah, that was really cool, wasn't it? So cool. Yeah. I I love that shot of the one with the Cthulhu monster. I think I'm going to use that as the episode image because Ooh. it's just so creepy. Mm-hmm. It real. I had forgotten about it, and so when it came up, I was like, Oh, <laughs> fuck, that is terrifying. Can you imagine walking through the desert, even without all this weird time loop shit, and coming across that? Oh, it'd be rad and terrifying.
1: So, in my uh, pandemic, I finally, as of a month ago, have reached the, like, I cannot spend another minute
0: in this house on the weekends I am feeling. rapidly feeling those feelings as well.
1: So, I've been doing, have you heard of Randonautica?
0: No. Okay,
1: so it's an app, and it's a free app or whatever, and what it does is you decide on your radius. So, if you're driving, you can pick, you know, miles. I always do it walking because I can walk around my, my neighborhood. Yeah, where my area, you live not... is perfect.
0: For, is it like an urban exploration kind of thing? Yeah.
1: So basically, you choose, you make some choices as far as what you want your parameters to be, and then it picks at random a coordinate. And you can either Google map your way there. Normally, I know just how to get there because it's in my neighborhood, you know. And somehow, even though it is a neighborhood, I've only physically passed one person on the street while doing this. And we're both masked and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I keep my mask fine. with me when I'm, yeah. So I'll, go, I'll just go walking and find these spots. But the thing about it is that the theory... Is that if you think about something in particular while it's choosing your coordinates, then when you get to that place, that thing you're thinking about will be there. And it is totally an association thing. Yeah, I can never remember what it's called, but that phenomenon where like, you buy a white car and then all of a sudden all you see are white cars. Yes, it's not that there yes, are more yes. white cars. It's just that you're aware of them, more aware of them than you were before. So it's 100% that. It's not magic, you know? <laughs> but like, it's interesting and it's fun to do and it's the thing that I've been doing lately because a thing to do I have not ever I keep forgetting to think about something specific when it's choosing I so I just go to these things and be like is there something weird but I keep expecting something weird because years ago some teens did it and they found a body in a suitcase
0: oh creepy
1: yeah the coordinates took them to just a beach like a public beach it wasn't an alley or mm-hmm. something it was just a public beach and they found like, a suitcase just on the beach so of course they were like oh we should you know, see what this is, and they found a body. In it. that's
0: super messed up. There's a really great true crime pod. Do you ever listen to true crime pro- podcasts, or is that not your Jewish No, I'm not a pod. I'm not a true crime fan. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> okay, so I- I'm not a pod person, Rachel. I don't like true crime. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, then you don't need to feel any compelled at all to listen to this. But they're one of the best true crime podcasts I've listened to. I'm definitely particular about the ones that I listen to. I don't listen to the podcasts where they they just do a new one every day. I like the ones that are longer form and produced. And it's one mystery kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And one of the best ones I ever listened to was called Bear Brook. And it starts with two kids playing hide and seek in the woods and finding a barrel with a woman inside of it (laughs) it's a really 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 if you were going to listen to a true crime podcast and you're like give me one and i'll give one one a shot this is the one i would give you because it's really creepy and you do get resolution it's not one of those ones where you're like well he's out there somewhere i guess or maybe (laughs) he's dead i don't know you do get resolution and the way that they find it is Fucking fascinating, and I learned new science things. But yeah, if you ever are curious, let me know, and I'll I'll send you a link. Just to to redeem myself a bit, the reason why I
1: have a hard time doing podcast, music, and books on tape is because I can't do something that I can't watch. Gotcha. If I just have to sit there and just stare and listen to something, I can't. My mind wanders way too much. Yeah, it has to be something that's visual for me. Even though sometimes I'm doing something else. Just the fact that I can look up and see something, yeah. you know, I don't know. If I'm cooking or something, I'll put a TV show on instead of music mm. for some reason. Like, I just, I have to be hearing something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why that is. You
0: just start who you are. You don't got to apologize for that. You do, you boo.
1: Well, because you know how much judgment you get when you're like, oh, I'm not really into music. And people are like, you don't have a soul. And I'm like, well, I just, I don't know. I just can't I don't know. focus. I can't listen to
0: music because it makes me too emotional.
1: So that's why I have a hard time with books on tape and podcasts and music and things but listen you
0: like what you like and you don't like what you don't like and that's okay i was just laughing because you were like i'm not a podcast person as we're recording a podcast it was just <laughs> the know, irony was... was making me laugh not judgment <laughs> that's what it was like i'm not a pot <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <throat> oh my goodness (laughs) hilarious all right so what did you think of this movie did you like it i i know that i'm sometimes i'll love a movie and i push it on you and then you're like it's fine but you can tell me the truth how you feel about it honestly if
1: this hadn't had the this is happening in the same universe as the resolution twist i would have been just all right okay on it okay but that twist and finding and then seeing all of the ways it actually connects the artistry of having done that Really, I'm a huge fan. I wish this was something that happened way more often, even though I probably don't because the fact that it happens so infrequently is part of what makes it so awesome. Mm -hmm. But that is what made this movie a good movie to me, a really good movie. Otherwise, I would have just been like, okay, like creepy, cult, ghosty, alien entity movie. Okay,
0: fair enough. Yeah, I like this movie. I don't know... I don't know. It's hard for me to separate it from the experience of having watching it. Probably that definitely put the thumb on the scale of having that, oh my God, moment. But I like the mythology in the same way that I liked it in Resolution. I think it's, I love the sort of Lovecraftian monster kind of vibe. Yeah, I do really love that. I think I liked Resolution better. Mm, I mean, Resolution is solid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I definitely just loved Resolution based on its own merits. And I think I like the, I, I like the Endless so much based on resolutions, merits there. You know,
0: so. Yes. I just liked looking at Justin Vincent's handsome face. Not <laughs> that definitely puts them on the scale as well. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like the timey whiminess of it, but it's hard for me to separate them. I feel like they are two parts of a whole. So, so maybe I would feel the same way. of just like, Oh, it was okay if they weren't connected, but I can't not see them as a package deal. And as a package deal, it's one of the most fun, unique movie, movie experiences I've had. So I just fucking love these movies. I just think they're so cool. And I really yeah, I, I really like the kind of the area of sci-fi that their movies exist in. Yeah. I mean, the ideation of the
1: entity yeah. is so good. It's so unique. And it's like just open-ended enough to be scary because you don't have all the answers, but not so open-ended that you're like, I don't even... I don't even know if this scares me cuz I don't know enough about it. They found that really great middle ground of just enough to make it terrifying and just a just little enough to make it terrifying,
0: you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've talked about this like you don't like a ton of explanation and sometimes I want more. I'm actually fine yeah. with this. There is an element of not knowing that makes it even scarier for me in this one. And I'm perfectly happy to just live with whatever it is Yeah, that is controlling these things. Part of me is like, why? Why? Why do you want this? But then at the other side, I'm just like, it doesn't matter. It does. It wants it. And this is the the impact that it has.
1: I mean, you know how I always make jokes about the alien that's running our simulations and really just several games of The Sims happening? So it gave me those vibes. It's just doing this because it wants to. It's not benefiting it's not feeding off of it just wants Mm -hmm. and
0: that's super creepy yeah i know we've talked about this in other things specifically i think Candyman, where there is this idea of these gods that are created through thought and can't survive without being thought of oh yeah and Mm -hmm. so i wonder if this kind of falls into that area where its existence is reliant on it being worshipped or sacrificed to or whatever and it's sort of the cyclical relationship where the entertainment and watching these stories and watching it all play out and being worshipped is how it sort of feeds and its own existence
1: the fact that it was willing to destroy everything in order to not let justin and Aaron get away i think it does speak a level of Not even It doesn't come across as desperation to me, but just anger at, like, how dare you decide to not play into my game or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it destroyed everything in order to try to trap them. And as you're saying, this is hundreds of years' worth of time loops that it's been cultivating. Uh And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it does show that it went back to the normal after they got out because... The cult people were still there mm-hmm. or whatever, but I don't know, just the, the anger it expressed at them. Yeah. Getting away. Daring to get away. Yeah.
0: Yep. 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 I love that they outsmarted it too.
1: Yeah. <sighs> it is really sad to leave Chris and Michael the way they, the way we it's all, did. It's
0: such a tragic movie too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause I love those characters and I love that movie. And when it ends, we're like, oh, well they died. It took them or whatever. But mm-hmm. then you find out, nope, that was just their loop. Yep.
0: They get a week. They get a full week. Which, I mean, you know, that's more than most of these other loops that we saw. I do think it's interesting that we did not see the Native American characters. So presumably they are, uh, they know when to dip out of these right. loops. <laughs> it's a good Yeah. Thing and I mean, if you think about it too, they're like, you can't be here. And when I was watching Resolution the second time, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's some, I mean, I don't know if they, they didn't mean it at the time. But I I think you can interpret it as them being like, you can't stay here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you're not part of our loop, kind of? I don't know. Or, like, you need to get the fuck out of here. You don't know what this is. Like, we saw there's totem poles in there. So there is some sort of Native American association with it, you know. I don't know. Just an interesting, interesting sci-fi movie. Yeah, with a fun little sure. little tie-in. All right, now if you were to watch this movie again and again and again, what would you drink?
1: Okay, this is something that I think I've probably told you about before, but I'm gonna plug it again because I love it so much. Okay. I don't know if you know this. You probably do because I probably told you, and I'm just completely forgetting. Okay. Snoop Dogg made a wine. Oh, yep. yep and yep, when yep. you drink mm-hmm. it, you're right back there in the '90s with the pigtails and the headbands. <laughs> And it really, I honestly, I can't not listen to Snoop Dogg when I'm drinking it because it's all I can think about because his little face is on the cork and it's just me and Snoop. (laughs) I'll take it. What's the wine called? It is called uh, 19 Crimes. Or no, it's by, the winery is 19 Crimes, the wine itself. is called Cali Red. It's probably one of the most delicious wines I've ever had in my life, which is ridiculous because it's $12. It's so good, though. But, man, it takes me back. I don't know why, but it's like all I can think of is Snoop Dogg and how he might have killed someone once. But, like, we don't care about that now because he's best friends with Martha Stewart and it's like, (laughs) it just loops
0: me back. Oh, man. Do you remember the 90s? The 90s were awesome. The 90s were amazing. I know. Mm -hmm.
1: Unless you talk to anyone at my work, who everybody thinks I'm 25, so I'm playing along.
0: Do you? Really?
1: That's hilarious. There's a show called Younger. You're living it. (laughs) A hundred percent. A hundred percent. When I first started this job, someone was like, they're doing that thing that I really hate when older people act like they're superior because they're old. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just because I didn't choose the year I was born, you know, whatever. And he was just like, well, You know, the only thing you got left to look forward to is 25 when you can rent a car. And my 32-year-old ass was like, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My supervisor knows my actual age, but she's playing along. So everybody in my office thinks I'm turning 26 this year, and I'm going with it. Good.
0: Let's see how long you can keep it going.
1: (laughs) On top of that, the last job I had I had for a couple of years. Nobody caught on that I turned 25 every single year. Really? (laughs) Nobody. I mean, and I know that they are just asking in passing. It's not like anybody's recording in their diary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mars turned 25. You know, whatever. But I just kept saying it. It just kept passing. And if people are still... Here's the thing. I'm not advertising that. People are assuming and I'm just going along with it. So I'm (laughs) like, until it doesn't work anymore. Amazing going with this so i guess this year i will be turning 25 for like the 10th time or something
0: i don't think anybody thinks i'm 25 but i do think people are surprised when they know my age i think because yeah, i get I big t- too young for <laughs> reality energy <laughs>
1: i live very much like a 25 year old so right
0: right <laughs> and you know what it works for me exactly exactly 35 is the new 25 okay
1: I'm Asian, I'm going to look 25 until I'm 89, and then I'm going to look 115, so I'm just going to live it up until then. (laughs) so silly. (laughs) (laughs) Do whatever makes you happy,
0: that's what I say.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing, Asian age genetics wait a long time, but then they catch up real fast,
0: so I'm just going to... You're putting deposits in the bank, and then then all of a sudden that balloon payment hits, and you're like, damn it! You're like, all right, I guess it's time to pay (laughs) off. All right. So listener feedback. We don't have any new letters this week, but if you want to get in touch with us, you can drop us a line at Rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can hit us up on the Facebook page. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on Apple podcasts or whichever podcast app you are using to enjoy these dulcet tones. We're going to be wrapping up pretty quick here. Unless of course you are a patron. If that's the case, you can stick around because we are going to be talking about some timey whimey goodness. We are going to be talking about real time travelers in the extra uh, i want to get mars's take on are they real is it bullshit who knows we'll figure it out together a, a definitive decision will be made in the next hour so if you're not already a patron and you want to stick around and hear that conversation you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash zombiegirls to become a patron If you're looking for something to watch tonight at home and you're not sure what's available on streaming and VOD, head to our website and check out our VOD calendar. We keep track of all the horror and horror adjacent films that are coming out. So you can get a look at that. Speaking of Patreon, I want to take a moment now to thank our patrons. We've got a handful of really great new patrons that I want to call out by name to thank them for always supporting the show. That includes Tim, Jeff, Tracy, Eddie, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Oh, we'll say Jeff S and Jeff A, Larry, Justin, see if you can figure out who they are. Oh, mystery <laughs> upon mystery. And our very first patron, Angela. Thank you so much for supporting us. You have no idea how much it means to us that you care um, and that you're enjoying the show.
1: Yeah, for real. Like, it's been... It's awesome. It's so awesome. It's just, I know it's not like a huge following yet, but it's just so cool. People listen. I mean, care. one is awesome when you get
0: right. To you know what I mean? So it's compounded every time somebody else joins the Patreon. So
1: right? No, every time you announce a new one in, in the Discord, and I'm just like,
0: oh my god! I know it's so fun. It's so fun. So if you want us to say your name, come join the Patreon. Just saying. All right, let's wrap it up. Mars. Oh, no, it's my pick next. No, it's your pick next. Yes no it's not hold on sorry <laughs> it is mine you chose this one oh my God, remember because on of the, the twist you had this plan in place for oh my months God, i'm out of my goddamn mind uh, mars what are we watching next
1: <laughs> so i am picking something from shutter because i neglect shutter so much i always forget that I have an account there (laughs) that I need to watch stuff on there and that there's good stuff on shutter and I constantly forget, but there is a movie on shutter that sounds interesting to me that I want to try. It's called after midnight.
0: Have you seen it? No, I have not seen it. Uh, And it's something that I've been wanting to see because, well, I'll tell you about it after the fact, but yes, yes, yes. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Okay, perfect,
1: perfect. So the synopsis on Shudder reads, Ten years into his small-town storybook romance with Abby, Hank suddenly wakes up to an empty home. With nothing but a cryptic note to explain why she left, Hank's charmed life begins to fall apart. To make matters worse, Abby's disappearance seems to trigger the arrival of a ferocious creature that crawls out of the old grove on the edge of his property. A Shudder exclusive.
0: Oh, that sounds good and the picture is creepy so i'm excited
1: that you want to see this and you haven't seen no, it no i
0: yes it was on my list it was like when i was trying to get in for the end of the year last year and i just ran out of time so this is and the problem is, is i'll start a new year and then those things that fall off last year i never get back to them so this is great i'm excited to go back and watch this one okay yeah perfect definitely. oh good yeah, so unless you're sticking around for the patron uh, extended episode, that is it for this show. Mars, take us out. Thanks for coming
1: back. Watch After Midnight on Shudder. I briefly forgot the name. I'm so sorry. It's been a long week. But watch the movie and then come back and listen to us talk about it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, wait. What? I just realized Justin Benson is in After Midnight. He is? Yeah. What? yeah cast jeremy gardner bria grant henry Zabrowski, justin benson
0: what <laughs> that is dope okay cool well i get to look at his handsome face some more i hope he has a beard <laughs> i mean maybe it's another justin benson but if it is i'm gonna isn't i'm gonna riot <laughs> <laughs> there is only one can, yes highlander the shit don't don't tease me <laughs> all right bye everybody bye Thanks everybody for listening and to Mars for always being willing to geek out about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly and edited by Ariel Messman-Rucker. And our theme song for this show is Die Historic by Three Chain Links.
1: We got hit by a blizzard. Last night. crazy. Today. Yeah, it's really, it's crazy out there like it's the kind like it's so windy that you just see these big like waves of snow go by and it is in like what? waves it's so crazy to see it
0: yeah this is great. me making a special request that you and your mom are very careful on that steep ass driveway
1: i can't park in it i couldn't get my car up it
0: good stay so off I, that thing so thing, i think some... i can i'm just picturing you and your mom like sliding like falling on your butt sliding down that thing yeah, and shooting out into the cemetery.
1: Right, exactly. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I um, I made it part of the way up, and my car was still in drive. I still had my foot on the gas, and I rolled backwards because oh, it was so icy. So I just parked on the street because it was like, this is not happening. And then I didn't want to walk up the driveway because, you know, I just rolled down it in a car yeah. that was actively going the opposite direction. So I, like, just jumped bushes to get yeah, to say, the didn't, front Don't you have
0: some, like, grassy area that you can walk on that would be yeah. safe?
1: But then there's this hedge, so I had to jump oh, the
0: hedge. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that Holy thing is shit.
1: full of spiders. Ew! So I was doing the thing where I was, like, trying to do the tall leg to, like, not touch Ooh. it, except for I'm five foot nothing and, like, a... A quarter of Mia's legs, so yeah. it wasn't. The odds were not in my favor.
0: No, okay. <laughs> that's no. horrifying. I feel like yeah. that's how I would learn to levitate, though. I would be like fully <laughs> David blaining it over that thing.
1: <laughs> or we just find you like little Match Girl style in the lawn, just like no, I choose like, sleep.
0: <laughs> I yeah, exactly. It's dark, but accurate. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, but I'm so warm as you drift away. <laughs>
0: yeah uh, oh my god that's so fucked up <laughs> can you believe the story no wonder we're horror fans look, look at the stories like you knew new from childhood they're so messed up i've never so the only time i ever dealt with snow is like when i was on vacation to go to the snow to and snow. be present with the snow like it was very like pre-planned consensual snow action
1: <laughs> i uh tried to reach through one of the plexiglass dividers to get to a roll of tape on the other side and i was so confident the tape was on my side that i just punched through like not through but like just straight up punched this divider and then collapsed into a pile because i was so embarrassed
0: i hear you i (laughs) hear you
1: it's not it's like
0: that's what dogs do when you don't recognize it's a window. Yeah, you know what I like, mean? Bir- many a bird has died that way. Right,
1: <laughs> and I just like, and it's not even like, oh, I was reaching and I wasn't really looking. Like I was looking directly at it, so confident that it and I were on the same side of this divider. Oh,
0: you're so tired. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs>